Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, check us out at www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R-patshow.com, or simply pop in drpatlive.com. You know, continuing this conversation of what it means to thrive in life, you know, I get to talk to some really cool people. And I'm always surprised. Someone asked me a bit ago, they said, look, don't you ever get tired of doing the show? Don't you ever get tired of, you know, talking with people? And and I just kind of looked at them and I thought, wow, what would my life be like if I couldn't have these conversations? And I thought, you know, I think this is what they mean when we talk about stepping into our true calling. I've got a very special guest joining me today. Scott Bloom is joining me here. And he's joining me here because a new book series uh, is something that he has just created. And we're talking about summer into autumn. And every once in a while, we get to meet someone who inspires us to these new possibilities. And you hear me talk about this a lot on the show. And possibilities about how we can live our lives how we can change, how we can simply rise up to an occasion. And he's joining me here today, hugely successful, amazing individual, uh, creator of or co-founder of uh, thedailyohm.com. He is now sharing magic and wisdom through his writing. And so Scott's joining me here today because we're looking at what it means as all of us and each of us are waiting for autumn. Scott, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Uh, We're also going to be giving away three copies of the book, Waiting for Autumn. So, Benny, I want to make sure that you know we've got a toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Love to give away copies of the book. You know, Scott, thank you for joining us here today because you have a number of different uh, books that you've created. I wanted to step back and ask you a question, you know, about your writing. And the question I wanted to ask you is, you know, for most people, they would look at what you've accomplished with the Daily Ohm, right? Yeah. And, and, and now we're looking at what you're writing. And so I've got to ask you, how would you describe your journey in life? Well, my, my journey in life is, is um, definitely on many different levels. The, the first is, I would say, my professional career, which I've invested <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of time, uh, a lot of time in. And like, over the years, I spent time mostly doing interactive entertainment with um, video games and uh, worked in the music industry and, and um, eventually co-created Daily Home with my wife. And in the midst of creating Daily Ohm, the the professional life, when we really wanted to integrate our spiritual practice and living in balance with our professional life, then that's when we finally hit the uh, the center of our personal destiny and really going into what what we can do uh, on the path of of, of uh, contributing to the universe and, and not just worrying about ourselves. So I think that that my current journey has has veered off of trying to um, obtain information and knowledge and wisdom and experience for myself and now trying to take that information and um, 
and present it in such a way that it can help others. You know, and one of the things that I love is um, I never get tired of having these conversations, just so you know, Scott, and I've been so looking, I've been so looking forward to this. Uh, you know, the title Waiting for Autumn, in itself, the title is captivating. I mean, it, it immediately brings up images. I know for me, you know, it, it's, this part of the year, that the metaphor, Waiting for Autumn, it brings up such an emotional reaction, and I wanted to ask you about that. You know, was this something that each of us would contemplate and visualize? And I know the book is labeled as fiction, but I guess the question is, how much is fiction really in what we write? Well, um, in, in the case of Waiting for Autumn, there's sort of a two-part question. One is how, how much um, is it fiction? It, that, that's actually a little bit more a blend of fact and fiction because the main character in the book is named Scott. And in general, the, the book is essentially my own personal spiritual journey and, and my own path to awakening. And so many of the experiences in the book actually happened to me over the past 20 years. But so when writing the book, I didn't want it to come across as, as like a diary or, or just, you know, a bunch of journal entries. And so I used a fictional thread to stitch it all together into a three-month period. And so that's pretty much the main reason where the, the fiction comes in. But, but a lot of the more um, metaphysical-type experiences in the book are actually true. So, you know, when you sat down and you thought, wow, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write a book, um, you know, did you sit down and think, wow, I want this book to be something that taps into healing, that taps into spirituality, that taps into many modalities, or did the book essentially write itself? <laughs> well, it definitely, um, definitely way closer to the latter. Um, I just had moved to, um, to Ashland at the time, which is where I, Ashland, Oregon, which is where I live now. And so we had just moved our business here. We, um, I'm, I'm also CEO of Daily Ohm, and in addition to you know hiring new people and, and creating um, the, our our life in the community here, we also began uh, completely remodeling our house. And so we were having construction workers coming at six or seven in the morning. And so, not only was it a really bad time to write a book, but I've never even imagined writing a book in my life. It wasn't something that I had any desire to do. My wife was you know, is responsible for all of the content on Daily Ohm. She had her book coming out um, on Hay House, and everything was, you know, going great. We had this division. She was a writer. I was a technology business guy. But then all of a sudden, this book just came into me, and probably within the period of one or two seconds, the entire book was given to me. And at, at that moment, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to ignore this, <laughs> to make it go away, because I just do not have time to, to write a book let alone, you know, I'm not a writer, I don't know anything about writing, but it just started building and building more and more, and, and it became to the point where it was almost painful that I just had to get it out. And so I began waking up at 4 in the morning uh, every day just so I can get it out of my system, and, and uh, the book basically was already done, and I was just trying to get it um, onto paper. 
So when we think about the title of the book, and, I, and I, I've been dying to kind of ask you this question because, you know, for many of us, we have visualizations and images of the different seasons of the year. But when we think about waiting for autumn, you know, there are so many different images that come to mind. And I wanted to ask you, as we take a look at, you know, the, one of the main characters of the book, Scott, and what Scott experiences, how does his experience, how does that relate to the image that some of us might get as we, as we hear the title, Waiting for Autumn? Well, I, I think it works on, on many different levels, um, which is probably why it, it's intriguing. Um, it means different things to different people. But one of the, the first things that, that really came to me when titling the book, um, is that it, it is really my coming to terms with living in concert with nature. And when moving from Los Angeles to Ashland, Los Angeles is essentially just one long season. It's basically summer the entire time. Right. And I, although I grew up in, in, a, in a town near Ashland where I live now and, and had returned, over the past 20 years, I, I completely forgot about the whole concept of the cycling of the seasons. And when I came, I was, I was absolutely enamored with how time and the seasons and nature was moving so quickly. Every three months, it was, um, you know, a, a new birth. And so being able to, to kind of get out of my own view of life, which is, you know, essentially completely uh, taken away from nature by being in a sea of concrete and coming to, to Ashland where all of these seasons are incorporated, it really allowed me to surrender to the seasons. And so that was like, that was the first, um, the first level it was working on is just taking me through that journey of, of that cycle. And then um, there's also the, the different level of, of looking at it where, you know, summer could be, viewed as the second phase of your life and the third phase, you know, moving into the, um, you know, the more contemplative and, and, uh, I, I would, I would say that that's it, that moving into the contemplative and out of yourself and into others, I think is another part that, that it thinks to me. And then of course, the main reason for the title, um, is revealed later on in the book where um, a character is revealed. And so that's kind of the main reason. So, so many different reasons. <laughs> many different reasons. And, you know, at the same time, uh, many different messages. And one of the things that, that I was so, so curious about was, uh, you know, as we look at what you've written, and definitely, uh, you know, there's so many questions that I have about that. But we also look at who you are, Scott, uh, from what you've created. Uh, the question, I guess, that comes to mind is that when I think about waiting for autumn, it, 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 it's so mixed with emotions. And yet at the same time, in, in the book, you've pinpointed and talked to healing. You've talked to spirituality. Is there a need right now for all of us to explore new avenues of spirituality? And if so, how does the book help us with that? 
Yes, absolutely. I, I believe that now is the time when, when we're all really looking to deepen um, our spiritual practice, whether it's, it's starting it for the first time or becoming conscious of how we're already living. Now is an incredible time since I've started Daily Om in the last five years. Even in the last five years, I'm, I'm impressed with how many people are really becoming more aware and really wanting to incorporate this into their life. And even the changes um, in, in the political landscape has shown that, that there is um, a sea change that is happening and people are looking at things a lot differently and, and going deeper. And so, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if Waiting for Autumn is a, is a precise blueprint for everybody to follow exactly, but it is a personal journey that explains what I went through. And I think that in the same way a love story will um, give you many different um, emotions and, and, and information on how and what it's like to um, relate to being in love. Um, I think books like, like Waiting for Autumn allows you to say, okay, these are, some, these are a way that, that this person went through and had his spiritual awakening. Now, um, you know, some of these practices actually are, are new to me. I've never heard of them before. Maybe I'll try those out. But, but just the idea of opening yourself up to these experiences and, and letting uh, life take you on these journeys um, mm -hmm. is, is the most important thing. Wow. You know, I'm so, I got to tell you folks that I don't know if Benny has been able to do this yet. We're giving away three copies of Waiting for Autumn, 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what Scott has created as the founder of Daily Ohm and what this means from the, from the larger perspective on how each and every one of us gets to create the lives we desire. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Did you know that nearly 60,000 dogs and cats are euthanized every year in western Washington? Posado's Safe Haven Space Station, a state-of-the-art mobile vet clinic, travels to the areas that need help the most. Posado's is reducing the number of unwanted animals by making spaying and neutering easy, safe, and inexpensive. To check the Space Station schedule or to read more, please visit posadosafehaven.org. That's P-A-S-A-D-O safehaven.org. Hi, this is Len Brooks from the Vibrant Living Radio Network. From terminal normalities to abundant reality, how do we craft and design more abundance in our lives? And how do we allow for more possibilities? Join me and my international team of contributors. Please join me in this exploration and become part of the Vibrant Living family. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right here on Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150, KKNW. Your life's precious and giant. Find the tools and resources and discover a new way of accessing those. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Lynch from Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center. Remember, healthy spinal column alignment and a proper functioning nerve system are key foundational components for optimal health and wellness. At Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center, we strive to help each patient regain their health through natural chiropractic care and wellness counseling. Visit us at vcwc.net to learn more about our doctors and wellness counselors. Remember, vcwc.net. Music, the stuff of creation. What a powerful tool for healing, inspiring, and connecting us to source. And to each other. We'll talk about it. We'll play it. We'll have a lively discussion with guests who are doing it. So join us Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. 
p.m. Saturday mornings at 11. Tune in to Living Music Radio on KKNW 1150 AM or livingmusicradio.com. 1150kknw.com. It's why they invented the Internet. We think. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. We've got three fabulous copies to give away, free books waiting for autumn. Uh, Scott Blum joining me here today. He is not only the author of the, the entire series, but he is also the co-founder of Daily Ohm. And so joining me here today, we're talking about, you know, the new book, Summer's Path and Waiting for Autumn, and, you know, and how they're written. Scott, thank you for joining us here today. Let's talk about this series for a minute. And I want to invite all of you, if you want to give us a call, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to give you a copy of these books. I wanted to talk about the series, Summer's Path and Waiting for, for Autumn, and, it, you know, ask you how they were written and what you hope to accomplish with the series. Well, how they were written, um, I mentioned before the break that, that Waiting for Autumn was given to me uh, in about two seconds, and, and I went through the journey of writing it all down, and then after, after writing it down, I, hadn't, I didn't allow myself to read it until it was done. I went back and I read it, realized it wasn't actually in English, so I spent some time putting it in English and began to uh, work with the publisher. And then probably about, oh, I don't know, about six or eight months before the um, book was to come out, I was in Las Vegas at the Hay House um, I Can Do It conference and meeting with um, all of the Hay House people who were, who were putting out my book. And um, it was in a meeting with the CEO, and we're just talking about different ideas and, and out of my mouth without even thinking. I said, oh, what we should do is give away a prequel to the book before it's out, and that will get people interested, and we can do it as a digital download. The CEO said, oh, that's fantastic. Let's do it. And then I left the meeting, and I thought to myself, oh, wait, that means I have to write another book. And usually a book, you know, takes between one and two years to write and edit and get it all ready. But there was only three months before the book came out, and so... Um, I, I was a little bit panicked for a moment, but then realized that in the same way that Waiting for Autumn just came to me, if it was meant to be, that summer's pa that the prequel would come to me, and it did. Um, I would say that within a week of uh, returning from uh, Las Vegas, I began writing and getting up early in the morning again, and the book just completely came out of me. So wow. I don't, I don't really, um, I don't really you know, intellectualize these books. I don't really come up with them and say, okay, well, this is the plot line. Okay, we need, a, we need a story arc. Okay, we need to do character development, you know, all of this stuff. I basically wait for it to happen, and either something stupid comes out of my mouth, like, like in the meeting with the CEO, and I just am put on the spot and I start writing, or it just comes to me. Um, I would say the, the third book in the series, um, which is kind of being um, uh, developed at, at the moment, is the first time where I'm actually living my life and I'm seeing it as it's happening. And as I do something, then I realize, oh, 
that's another chapter in my book. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it, it's it's quite a quite an interesting experience that when you start when you start aligning your your life with your um, with your own destiny, then uh, things just happen, and you're just part of the part of the flow and and part of it, not not actually controlling any of it, which is an incredible experience. And, you know, honestly, I mean, isn't that what we're talking about right now and inviting people to kind of do in our lives? I mean, we're faced with some incredible challenges these days. And, you know, I know you could not have known about the challenges that we're facing. You know what I'm saying, Scott? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the what you've just described and sort of the journey of the character in the book, you know, certainly gives us a, a, a sort of a toolkit for how to address the issues that are so contemporary, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is. Um, it is re- uh, surrendering yourself to to what should be going on, and really trying to to get out of our heads and live from our heart centers, and really try try to uh, communicate with each other on that level, and ultimately to our environment, to nature, etc. Once we once we do that. That that's then we're going to completely open up to another way of, of living that's going to be as natural and as exciting as a flower blooming. I love what you're talking about. You and I talked before the break on sort of the visualization I have uh, for myself about autumn. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that I described to you it as perhaps in my experience growing up on the East Coast, one of the most beautiful times of the year. And yet at the same time, it sort of represents uh, stages of dying or passing or change. And how does your character in the book, how does your character in the book take that journey as well to go through this this stage of change? Well, one of the things that, that um, parallels my life um, and, and the book is that the, at the beginning of a spiritual journey or being awakened to these types of, of, of um, ways of living life is really coming inwards and being honest with ourselves about something that has happened or, or healing ourselves. So in, in the beginning of the book, what has happened is I come across the homeless man who in, who I meet in, in a um, co-op pop, uh, parking lot who essentially turns my, my life upside down by opening my mind to all of these crazy experiences and ways of looking at the world. And once I finally began to, to look at the world in a different way and, and have my, my senses open to these different ideas, uh, experiences and my mind open to these different ideas, then he comes in and starts to apply those uh, situations to healing a very difficult time in my life. And that is when uh, my fiance dies in a car accident and I hadn't quite come to terms with um, her passing. So um, I would say that, that, the, that, the, that the dying in, in the case of using the the autumn metaphor, is is pretty much the um, the death of living from our intellect and trying to convince ourselves that we are in control of this life. And although we we do have free choice, to to live fully is to live in concert with the universe and not try to um, just bully our way through it. And so um, by beginning to heal myself, 
then the part of me who is is attached to control and trying to um, subvert this painful experience of the death of of Cheryl being in the, uh, relegated to the past by integrating it and and really trying to transcend that is, is when my life really begins to open. Wow. You know, I love this conversation about life opening. I love everything that you've done. Certainly, I've been a fan of The Daily Ohm for quite some time. And, and, and with you authoring the series of books, definitely am a fan of what you're doing. Scott, thank you so much for joining us here today. I mean, this was incredible. I want to make sure we give folks information about how they can find out more about you, how they can find out more about the books. Yes, absolutely. Um, you can you can find the books in, in your local bookstores or, or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, that sort of thing, or go to my website, scottbloom.net, S-C-O-T-T-B-L-U-M.net. And if you buy Waiting for Autumn, you can also get the download of Summer's Path for free. So you can get that, whether you buy it in a local store or buy it from the website. Wow. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I've been so looking forward to this conversation. And, you know, reading the book as well as the images that you've provided remind me of how absolutely amazing some of these cycles in life really are, Scott. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you. Wow, everybody. If you want to find out more about us, The Dr. Pat Show, just go to www.thedrpatshow.com or www.drpatlive. If you've missed any part of this conversation with Scott, you're going to be able to listen to it in its entirety later on today or early tomorrow morning. We've got lots more coming up on the Dr. Pat Show. As a matter of fact, we've got a full hour coming up on hope. And I hope you join us. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 